So I remember it really perfectly. I was actually at this hotel just outside of Termini Airport in Rome, um, and I was not sure how I was going to get home, when I was going to get home. All I knew was that I was going through this terrible breakup. I felt like my life was out of control and all I wanted to do was be able to talk to her, to connect with her, to find out what was going on with her, to get on the same page with her. And none of that was available to me. I was stranded and alone and didn't know what was going to happen next. Hey there, it's Clay with ModernLove.Life. You know, over the past couple of videos, I went through the first story about how my ex and I broke up for the first time, and I talked about how we got back together and all of that. And what you may not know is that this was actually the first of a few breakups that we had. And today I want to share with you the, the story of the second time that we broke up. Um, again, this is what I found after looking at an old journal. This is a different journal. To kind of set the stage for this, um, we had broken up and gotten back together as I talked about last time and just in case you missed that video There's a link to it up there. We'd broken up and gotten back together and then after the summer was over I went to go and study for a term in Rome, Italy uh, Do a you know semester abroad kind of thing and it was a great experience, you know um, I mean it wasn't a glamorous experience or anything like that I was you know broke and basically living off of Nutella spread on crackers that I'd be eating and, you know, coffee and all that sort of stuff. But it was a nice experience as as broke as I was. And we got to go and see all the, you know, historical places, got to travel around to different places like Venice and Florence and Capri and all that sort of stuff. And it was actually kind of surreal as well, too, because I really wanted to leave this positive impression with my ex because we had just gotten back together. So I was sending her lots of postcards. I was calling her often. This was before cell phones were super common and popular. This was back in 2003. And so what I'd actually have to do is I'd have to go out and get these um, phone cards and call a special number on the phone. And then, um, you know, it'd say like, oh, you have five euros left on this card or something like that. At that point, you know, you can go ahead and talk for however much time it is. And so I'd, I'd often call her um, early in the morning because it was kind of evening time back in the United States there, and so then we'd be able to talk. And so I'd end up calling her from these just really weird, surreal places. Um, I remember it was her birthday, and I was actually on the island of Capri with a few friends. I had promised her that I'd have tiramisu uh, for dinner that day because it's one of her favorite things, and so I did. I called her on this payphone that was like looking out across the Mediterranean Sea, and it was just like this beautiful backdrop and everything, and it was just like such a surreal experience. Anyway, the day that we broke up was actually on Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving Day for me, and then the day before Thanksgiving for her. We broke up, and I was on one of these payphones, and I remember just hanging up and feeling this strange sense of like, oh my goodness, this is happening again. It was really difficult because I was so far away from home. You know, it's one thing if you're breaking up with someone and you are just like down the street, you know you're gonna talk to them, you know you can see them, but when there's this, you know, nine hour time difference and you just feel like they're a million miles away because they, I mean, literally are thousands of miles away. There's just all these things that are outside of your control. It can be very, very difficult. I remember writing the day that we broke up. Uh, basically, I said that she had talked about feeling uncertain about many things in life, her career, her future, and even us. Uh, she feels unable to decide because a decision may not be reversible. And she, and if she doesn't decide, then she may lose all options. And you know, that's, that's true, because many times we think if we just keep our options open, then that's cool. But many times if we 
don't make a decision, uh, we end up losing the, the, the chance to make uh, certain decisions as well, too. She says that she's not sure about us, that I'm her first boyfriend. She feels that she might be missing out. I was honestly kind of pissed off about this. You know, she talked about how she wanted to have these different experiences and, uh, you know, be able to try different things and all of that. And I remember actually being really pissed off about this because she was treating me like some sort of experience to be had, some sort of, you know, trophy on her collection of achievements. Oh, this is my first boyfriend, Clay, here. And I didn't want that. Like, I wanted an actual future with her. I wanted an actual relationship. And I imagine that's probably what you want with, with you and your special person out there as well, too, if you're going through a breakup. And so I was, I was actually really um, angry about this at first. And then, you know, over the next few days, a lot of other pain washed over me, a lot of other challenging emotions washed over me, and I had a, let's just say, a tough time finishing up that, uh, that term in Italy. This all happened around Thanksgiving, which is, of course, is the end of November. You know, there was only, like, another week or two left before the term was over, so I somehow limped through all of that, and I, I spent a lot of time going to internet cafes and staying up all night emailing her back and forth and all that stuff because, again, this was 2003. I, I mean, I guess people did have laptops then, but um, I was not one of them, and they were not very common. Uh, so it was mostly just emailing uh, from the internet cafe or uh, calling her with these payphone card things that I'd get at uh, tobacco sh shops and things like that. I was excited to get back to the United States to, to actually get this whole thing sorted out. I was really excited for the day when I could go to the airport and return home when my ticket was booked. But things didn't quite work out that way. I got to the airport and I found out that my flight was going to be delayed because there was like ice on the wings of the of the airplane back at whatever airport it was at beforehand. And so they actually carried all of us onto this bus, took us from the airport to this mysterious hotel somewhere near the airport. And um, I was just stuck in this hotel room. I didn't really even know where I was. I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, everyone was speaking Italian. I, I, I was not that great at Italian. And so I was feeling really alone and lost and didn't know what to do, didn't know where I was going to be, didn't know how long it was going to take to get home or any of this stuff. Eventually, I did get a message from the hotel that we could go back to the airport and get on the airplane. And then, you know, my, my whole itinerary was thrown off because of the delay. So I actually landed in the Philadelphia airport and had to spend the night there uh, all alone. It was like this weird ghost town kind of thing. Um, and then the next day, I actually was able to get on uh, a rescheduled flight back to the Seattle area where, where I grew up and where I was living. This is where things actually started to get really weird because I was actually able to uh, spend some time with my big ex and do my best to try to connect with her. You know, I said that we were trying to connect. We were trying to talk to one another, trying to get through to one another, but it seemed like she was holding herself back. It seemed like she was trying to choke back certain feelings for me. And I found out later that she was intentionally trying to do that. She didn't want to feel things for me because, well, she had developed feelings for a friend of her brother. And they had actually started dating each other, and she just wanted to kind of keep things, you know, no strings attached, no commitment, all that. And of course, this, this really pissed me off as well, too. What was interesting was I, I was going about trying to live my life, and, you know, I'd go out and I'd try to connect with some friends and all of that. And then I'd come back, and I'd see that I missed some calls from her. And she'd say that she's been feeling indifferent. She didn't know what she wanted, that she was doing her best to try to keep me in her life because she said that she did care about me 
but that she wanted to have these other experiences as well too. And this led to um, kind of a, a head a few weeks later. So I, I returned back home and we were connecting a couple different times. On December 20th, I say that she called me up on Wednesday. I'm gonna leave her name out of this. Um, but she called me up on Wednesday uh, to uninvite me to this play that we were gonna go see together. It's the Nutcracker, because you know it's December, it's around Christmas time. And she was gonna uninvite me to it. Um, and I thought that that was honestly kind of a, a not great thing to do, especially last minute. It's kind of a rude thing to do, and a lot of my friends also thought that way as well too. But I was giving her the benefit of the doubt because I'm like, okay, you're just confused, you don't know what you want. After that, we got together. I think she felt bad about uninviting me, so we got together and we went to the mall to do some Christmas shopping. She seemed to connect really well with me. She seemed to bond with me um, and enjoy me in person, but then, Later on that day, after we had hung out, she sent me this angry message saying that she thought that I was uh, fake. She was mad at me. She was upset with me and all of that. The reason why, I think, is because she was starting to understand that I was back. I was back from this trip over to, to Italy, and I did finally start to, you know, snap with her that I was really there. This wasn't just like, oh, he's going to be gone for months and months or something like that, but okay, now he's actually back. And she had decided while I was gone, because we weren't actually communicating with one another, that our connection wasn't that great, and that she would rather feel connected to this friend of her brother. And now that I was back, she was actually able to see how enjoyable it was. And so, you know, this is why we talk about on previous videos about how there's this version of you that your ex needs to create in order to um, justify breaking up with you versus the you that they actually see. They're not always the same, and many times your ex has to distort how they perceive you in order to justify their actions. And I think she was definitely going through this at the time. But a couple days later, you know, New Year's is coming up, and so uh, I made a video about this a few weeks ago, but, you know, she asked me to buy some alcohol for her and her friends for their New Year's party, which, by the way, I was not invited to because I was 21, and, you know, her and all of her friends were not 21, which is, you know, the drinking age, the age to buy alcohol in the United States. And so she wanted me to buy alcohol for them. And um, I think this was the final straw. You know, it's one thing to uninvite me to this, this plan that we had. It was like a plan that I honestly put together before I left so that we had something nice to look forward to. She uninvited me to that. After that, she asked me to buy alcohol for her and her friends. And then she was mad at me and all this other stuff. And so I said, no, I'm not going to buy it for you. And it was at this point that I had hit my breaking point personally. And I just decided I'm just going to do no contact. You know, I'd been reading some of these forums online about the no contact rule. I didn't think I needed to do it. It seemed like really counterintuitive and difficult and hard and all of that stuff. But at this point, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I, I don't even know what's going on. Like, I don't even know. You know, she, I thought she was this great wholesome woman, but now she's like asking me to do this. what really seemed like using and manipulating me. Of course, I think there's something different going on then. I talked about that in the other video. I decided to do no contact at that point. What happens next was that I went ahead and I, you know, made it through New Year's somehow in one piece and uh, went back to school for the next term. You know, again, this was before laptops were super common, cell phones and smartphones and all that stuff. So what would happen was in between classes at school, there were these like sort of public computer terminals that you could go to and you could just like quickly log in for, you know, a couple minutes and check your email between classes. And so I had not spoken to her for, I don't know, maybe like three or four weeks or something like that. And then I, I'm checking my email in between classes and I get this email where she, or I say, you know, she, she broke the silence and told me that she misses me. She says that she didn't want 
to get back together with me at the time, but that she just felt so sad and um, heartbroken. She said that she wanted to talk to me, but she was afraid that I'd be you know, upset or mad at her based off of how we ended things before. Uh, what happened was I wrote her back and said, okay, yeah, you know, I'm in school until this time tonight, but we can talk later. After my last class that night, I, I get a, a call from her and we end up talking. And, you know, she was absolutely in tears, I write here. It says uh, she was absolutely in tears. Uh, she kept saying things like, I miss you and I don't even know where you are or what you're doing anymore. Um, and I was absolutely shocked because again, you know, she had been so closed off to me um, during the month of December that suddenly, you know, seeing her in, or hearing her in tears and hearing her say these things, it was a real shock. You know, here was her um, who just a few weeks ago didn't care one way or the other about me. And now she's sobbing so loudly that I can barely understand what she's saying. She even said that she wanted to come and visit me sometime at school. I was just shocked. And so the, I did the best that I could to calm her down. And then I got her talking about her feelings and then I cheered her up. Um, and then we were a little bit flirty with one another and then I told her that I had to go. And then I you know, went and did some stuff. What's, what's interesting is that as we started to move forward from there, we actually got to this point where we were able to meet up again. Maybe around the end of January, I was going back to the small town that I grew up in uh, to visit my mom and all that sort of stuff, which is, you know, the same town that she lives in, lived in as well, too. I got to meet up with her at Starbucks. <laughs> Not the best place to meet up, but, you know, hey, it's what was available then. And, you know, hey, I was not as versed in all this relationship stuff as I am now. You know, we met up at Starbucks. I was a little bit nervous at the time because, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I'm sure she was probably nervous as well, too. But as soon as we walked through the door, greeted each other with a smile and all that sort of stuff, a hug, I think, then we just kind of got into a good conversation and a good connection. And we were able to just reconnect and have a good time. In fact, like, we didn't want the evening to end, so we actually ended up going, like, across the street to uh, Dairy Queen, another another classy place, to get some, some ice cream and to just enjoy, you know, spending a little bit more time together. And then we, you know, at the end of the evening, we actually ended up kissing and getting close and all those other things. That's how I knew that there was still something there between us. That's how I knew that there was still some small nugget of something there between us. I didn't know exactly where this was gonna go or what this would add up to, but I think that we both felt that way. A few weeks later in February, I got to uh, meet up with her again when I went back to visit uh, my hometown once again. We got together and had some lunch. We talked about uh, making some future plans together. She wanted to show me some, some projects that she'd been working on or a, a new favorite TV show that she'd been watching. We were connecting maybe about, you know, once a month or so, getting together in real life and, you know, talking and emailing, emailing back and forth in the meantime. But, you know, I said, I guess I must address the subject of her. Um, so here it goes. It seems that she really wants to get back together. I saw her a few weeks ago and she was, you know, quite nice and seemed uh, to hint at getting back together. The thing, the thing is this, I'm not sure if I want to. Basically saying that I have issues of trust. How can I trust her uh, not to leave me again, you know, the next time someone interesting comes along, next time someone expresses interest in her or something along those lines. And so I'm recognizing that I have some trust issues here, which is definitely true. And I'm not trying to jump back into this relationship too fast here. In fact, like this is happening in March and we actually didn't get back together for a few more months still. I'm still exploring what I want at this point in the light of everything that's happened between the two of us. 
And I think that's actually one good thing that I did back then because I wanted to take things slowly. We did connect. We were able to still see each other and spend time together every now and then, um, whether that was after my part-time job was over or on weekends or, you know, sometimes she'd come up and visit me and all that sort of stuff. I, I'm writing here. It's in June, beginning of June, and I'm, I'm saying like, okay, we actually found the time to talk about this and we're actually getting back together again. I was still a little bit concerned about things. I was still uncertain about whether or not um, we were going to make it, whether or not I could fully trust her or not. So again, like I told you about during my first breakup with her, that there were major trust issues in place. And so there were still a lot of trust issues that needed to be worked out. And we'll get to those in future videos here. I was uncertain about how this would move forward. But basically, I was like, okay, you know what? It's it. I care about you. It seems like you care about me. Um, maybe we'll just go ahead and... and get back together and we'll just kind of figure this out as we go along. And I actually remember the day that this happened pretty vividly. I don't need to read this from my journal here, but it was a nice warm spring day. Um, and uh, we'd, we'd had a good time together. You know, she'd been basically saying that, hey, you know, if you're if you're open to it, like we, we can get back together again. And I was taking it slow for the past couple months. But finally, on this day, she directly asked me, hey, can I be your girlfriend again? And um, I knew it took her some courage to say that because she'd been basically beating around the bush with this for several weeks now. You know, I said, yeah, we can be together again. And then we hugged and kissed and all of that. And then we did get back together again. And it was through spending time together from that point on into the summer that we actually did start to repair the trust that we had with one another. And um, this is, of course, just one of the chapters of our relationship together, but this was like how we started to get back together again. It was about taking it slow. It was about expressing and feeling my own concerns, talking about them with her, letting her feel her own concerns and let her feel the loss of what we had together. And then um, just coming together and starting to talk about these sorts of things in an open and honest sort of way. This is basically how all of this happened, but what I would recommend that you do is you check out this video series over here on what we call advanced relational skills that'll help you to learn more about how to actually intentionally create more of a stronger connection with your ex. Check it out right over here. It's what we recommend for all of our students currently who want to save their relationship.